Hi everybody, and welcome to another iWoofs. What are we talking about today, Kelly? Today, I thought we would continue on our puppy theme and talk about animal husbandry practices for puppies, how to train for ease of grooming and vet procedures. Um, this is based on, of course, just the one of the ideas behind puppy class, and but also based on the uh, the Woof UK conference that I went to, um, where there were lots of people there that were working with dogs and kind of the same as they would do zoo husbandry. Mm -hmm. So lots of hands-off, voluntary offering of body parts and, and things like that. Um, very interesting stuff. And um, yet it, it, was, it, was, it raises some questions for me that I thought we could discuss as a group as well. So you know, we, maybe we start by talking about what we do in puppy class currently to prepare or what an ideal puppy class, or what we do currently to, you know, to prepare a puppy for handling. Um, I like to say that we're, what we are doing is preparing puppies, canines, to deal with us grabby, pokey apes, really. Yeah, know? I think what we should do is hands-on, not hands-off. I don't think we should go down the zoo route. I mean, I did it with hyenas in Berkeley, and we do it with exotic animals because you can't touch them, you know. Well, for safely. various reasons, yeah, but not yeah. only because they're not and, safe and to touch, them. Yeah. but also because, um, oh, I had a reason, no, I forgot. Well, on. because they, they aren't so well socialized, so it's really well, stressful not, Well, they're wild, that was my point. Yeah. I mean, they're not meant to be pro-social to humans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the point is when you train an animal to offer its paw, say for a blood sample, he's okay with it now, otherwise he wouldn't offer it. Um, well, that's a great thing in puppies if you think about it. it it's, you want them but we largely don't need to with puppies because we do so much of it hands-on to, as you said in, in the last I was, uh, not just so uh, they just tolerate being handled, but they thoroughly enjoy it. Think of it as petting. It's meant to be something that's or massage. fun. Or massage. I like, or massage. I like yeah. the a puppy loose and like buttered mm -hmm. and relaxed. Yeah, no, no, it really is that, you know, the only difference between, say, um, restraint and hugging or petting an examination is how the dog perceives the person doing it. It's a really good point because how many yeah. how many puppies have get the fish cry over the squeeze, mm -hmm. you know, like that old cartoon <laughs> where I've got to hug them and kiss them and love them and call them George. Uh -huh. You know, is that what you do to puppies, Kelly? You not grab me. their little cheeks? And but the point is, there is a chance. I mean, this is the difference between a dog and an animal at the zoo, that you could take your dog to the park and some idiot kid could come up and grab its cheeks and say, <laughs> Oh, are you a cute puppy? And, yeah. you know, you you would much rather have your dog be okay with that than well, not be even with that. an idiot kid. Most children... And a lot of adults too. Standard child. Or I mean, standard adult. <laughs> Common. Lesser. 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 Yeah. I, would, I would say it's not the smartest thing to grab yeah. a dog's face that you don't know. You, you don't know. Right. Yeah, but it absolutely. does happen. Um, and so many people who, again, because mm -hmm. we are um, grabby apes, we want to be full frontal. We stare right. in their eyes. We squeeze yeah. them to our chest. Right. We, and a dog that's okay know. with offering its paw might not be okay with a kid grabbing its paw. Mm -hmm. But you want it to be okay with that, which is why... It's important to at least do oh, both, yeah. because yeah. life can be scary, and people run at dogs, and people grab dogs, people and, step on them and step on their paws, and things slammed Let's start with what we do, the basic, the pass the puppy handling routine in Sirius. Um, I, I, actually, I'm not smiling because of the reason you think I'm smiling about our past. You don't even know you're smiling. I was actually, I am smiling. Are you? Yes. Inside? I, I'm, I'm smiling inside. 
and externally too. <laughs> but I, I was just thinking of Japan when I, I described the handling routine and we went down to that pet store in Fukuoka and the, the little girl in the pet store showed me how to handle a puppy and it was absolutely rote what I had said in the you know, seminar, which is, you know, you handle an ear, you give a treat, you handle another ear, give them a treat. And puppies have two ears, you know, because mm -hmm. most people just handle one. Standard puppy. Yeah, if, yeah. They're, if they're standard puppy, which is, you know, if they're right-handed, uh -huh. they have their treats in the right hand, so they handle the puppy's right ear with their left. You know, so puppy has two ears, and then the collar, the biggest bite trigger there is, hold the collar and give a treat. And then the paws, one, two, three, four, paw treat, paw treat, paw treat, paw treat. Mm -hmm. Then the ghoulies, two treats for those. Ha, 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 little cover your lips and, and laugh. And then hug the puppy. Mm -hmm. Open his muzzle, treat for that. So hug, treat, open his or muzzle, lift treat. Little lip at first. And then stare in his eyes. Now, with puppies, that's a good point, Kelly, but with puppies, you can just do it all. If you're starting neonatally or a four week old puppy, you just do this stuff. Once they get older, you may have to progressively desensitize the dog to open his muzzle. So start gently early, get more. Start early, yeah. Yes, breeders, if you're listening, anyone with puppies out there to be handled, handle away. Neonatal handling. Don't wait. Don't wait. I, I think there's nothing that gives a dog, I, I think it's the biggest gift we can give a, a, a dog, the confidence that it's enjoyable being handled by people, especially even strangers, children, and men. And this is the gift you give when they are neonates or very young puppies, four weeks to eight weeks, or eight weeks to 12 weeks. And to have that confidence that can go through life, that when someone touches you, the groom or the vet, or someone grabs you, and you think, oh, I love this, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's the biggest gift we can give, because without that, their life is, is crap. Or, alternately, I love most handling, wow, I didn't love that, but it was one drop in a bucket of a sea yeah. of good experiences. Mm -hmm. Right, his hands aren't yeah. so gentle. That yeah, oh, wow, that was a horrible experience. Bet he's worked on his massage skills. Yeah. yeah. Well, you um, think about Dune, I mean, when he had his bad eye, and um, he basically had to have the, the, the cornea debrided with a hypodermic needle. Yes, I'm sorry. And... This was not pleasant, but it's all the work you put into him. Well, they numbed his eye, obviously. Yeah. But he was fully awake and um, was in a down stay and was held, but frankly not tightly. And he he stayed and allowed this man to scrape his eyeball, yes, with a needle. Well, the second the second time I took him in on my own and we didn't hold him. I had him in a down stay. That because the vet tech could not hold him, yes, and so we said down, and he remained down. While this is happening, and, and it's not pleasant, as it's not pleasant sometimes well, when we humans go to hospital. You have a needle in your eye. Yeah, um, but it's it's a fact of life. Yeah. It's a, as I said, the, when people say, "Oh, that socialization was scary," my view is, yeah, life can be scary too, and that's what we're trying to prepare the puppy for, so that when he gets to life, it ain't so scary. You know, someone he doesn't know runs towards him, falls over and screams. He says, I did that. Oh, yeah, did, did it when people came to the house when I was 10 weeks old. Everyone fell down and screamed and gave me treats. So the puppy's used to it. And people need to be more creative in how they are doing their home socialization and classes. It's true. But I, I still I want to reiterate that even the unpleasant things that might come up, if it is just a drop in the bucket. So if they've seen several children at the park or they've been passed by, you know, 10 people that they know in class or 20 people they know in class um, to varying degrees and that's been cool and almost fun or even fun, 
um, you know, when that one person does grab them at the park that mm-hmm. is, you know, rough or doesn't want to do it, they, they think, oh, that was not great, but, you know, it's not representative. But it's okay, I'm, I'm not crushed, I'm not falling apart now. Yeah, you know, my life is not They've never over. been handled like that yeah. at all, or only been handled by one person, their owner, or their family, and then that's going to have a much larger impact on them. So in our puppy classes, we do our cradling, we do mm-hmm. um, belly rubs and settles, and try to make it massagey as possible, rub your toes, and, you know, it can start with a silly, gradual, fun massage, and, and we do work up, we do our collar grabs that increase in intensity. When we do our paw touches, they increase in, in intensity over the exercises over the weeks. Um, and because we are trying to prepare them for what could happen, if we do none of that touching, and, you know, if, if we were, um, it, I don't want to poo-poo the fact that they were doing, you know, that the, the idea of doing, you know, zoo husbandry, voluntary husbandry practices for, for our dogs is not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it should maybe be done in addition. Yeah, and but, I mean, and perhaps not in puppy class at all. A, a wonderful the, a practice of this with pet dogs is the recall. That when you're handling a dog or doing anything for the dog, I like to back off and see if the dog offers an approach. If he does, there's your approach. He's cool with this and he wants to approach you and be with you. If he doesn't, we've got a problem, Houston. So I know I do like uh, training dogs to offer things, especially to offer themselves, to offer proximity. But with a lot of the handling stuff, I think we do have the easiest animal on this planet to socialize. And I think that's what domestication did, made the dog easy to socialize, but we still have to socialize it. So I think we should socialize it, and then we can do hands-on stuff, and it becomes enjoyable for the dog. And again, this is puppy class. We're talking when they're young, when they're malleable, when they're little sponges, and they're learning um, to accept experiences into their repertoire before that window closes. Um, it doesn't mean that you wouldn't, you know, maybe train an adult dog that already had handling issues in a different way or something. Oh, absolutely. So that you wouldn't add these other skills. Now, very, very good point. as much as I loved what they were doing, you know, and it was things like, you know, okay, so there's an adult dog that doesn't like blood being drawn and doesn't really want his hip paws touched for whatever reason, maybe in a puppy class or had bad experiences, teaching him to, you know, to throw off for his own front leg. And you know, and then hold it still until released, um, all, which is great. Or teaching a, a dog to nose target and stay, you know, stock still while you handle and poke mm-hmm. and maybe give a vaccine. You know, that's that's all. That's all well and good to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I'm totally with you there. I thought this was about puppy husbandry. If it this is. Were, no, so if this were entitled adolescent husbandry, I would say method of choice. You've got to train the dog to offer everything. Otherwise, your progressive desensitization routines are going to take hours and hours and hours. Well, the point here, though, is, okay, so let's say we have an adult dog and we still want to teach him these, these, to pro-offer these things, um, which I think is great and exciting and a nice way to go. It doesn't mean that under duress in a medical emergency or at the hands of maybe not such a great, um, you know, medical person or groomer, um, that they're still not going to be grabbed. There isn't always going to be time for that. It still might happen to them until vet and grooming schools completely change their companion animal husbandry to go along with that. They're still going to have to deal with the fact that they're going to get put into a headlock restrained, you know, position when, when they when certain procedures are done. And if they've never experienced that level of handling, because you've only done the pro-offering stuff, then I think that they're going to be at a great disadvantage and even that much more stressed if you haven't prepared them for that kind of thing. Which, if um, you're in the vector, isn't a great thing to happen when you're feeling sick. 
No, you're already stressed. You're sick, you don't feel you're good. You're mad at strangers. Yeah. It smells mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. So, um, and one of the points at the at the Wolf Conference that was so beautiful was, you know, it's um, that choice was is empowering. Mm-hmm. You know, and as, as just as reinforcing as maybe food and water. You know, so um, so if you have a cat in a carrier. Um, Let's teach them to want to come out of that carrier rather than you know tipping it upside down mm-hmm. and dumping them out into a, mm-hmm. a blanket or you know with the you know in this case there were lots of birds being handled by people just mm-hmm. throwing towels over them and grabbing them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the idea that choice is empowering I think was a beautiful a beautiful piece of the puzzle. Well, and it, I mean it's like the preference test. It gives you an insight into the dog's needs and feelings. You know, you 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 allow them say no. the animal. Maybe I don't want my blood drawn yet. Can we just take yeah. another moment to say enough? yes or no, or to say this or that? Mm-hmm. So, like example of a family, I used to love doing preference tests with the family and say, right, everyone call the puppy. Well, it goes to mum. Then I take mum out and say, right, kids and dad call the puppy. Well, it goes to the little girl. Take her out. Then it goes to the little boy. And poor old dad comes last. Well, that's how the dog feels. And that's often and so, based on reinforcement history. Who are they spending the most time with as well? Absolutely. Yeah. But then you can say to dad, you know, if I were you, I would secretly hand feed this dog treats at night because <laughs> you're out of the social picture in terms of this dog's out preferences of and choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would bump, bump you up a rank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it happens so quickly. And, and so, no, I, I love the whole thing choice, preference, test. This is the only insight we have into the, the black box, which is the dog's brain. How are you feeling? And then taking and then taking that time, um, I would love to see. I would love to see all this happening more again in in, vet, in veterinary schools and in um, grooming schools. Taking a little time for uh, to let the animal get comfortable with you and letting them say yes. You know, maybe you can handle me, but can we can we have a little hello first? You know, so many people come in and grab the animal and don't take time to introduce themselves. You were talking about Doom with his eye problem. The doctor was so careful with I him. was blown away by Doom's ophthalmologist and, and blew me away. It was number one, his handling skills. Dr. Hacker, don't mind mentioning his name. Um, it, very good, very slow. What he did was he showed Doom well, every piece that, of equipment. Well, before that, oh yeah. There first he said hello, treats, he let Doom hello. kiss him, he gave him a treat. Yeah. He took a minute to introduce himself yeah. as a person. That, that was good. I think what totally, it blew my mind, was each piece of equipment he used, he let Dune investigate it, but what surprised me was how long Dune sniffed this thing, whether it was a magnifying glass or what, and I thought, wow, that's a lot better than just going straight up to the dog's eye with this piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. equipment that we have not... And, you know, what vets, I think, have to realize is it's in your best interest. If you manhandle this dog, it will take you longer next it time. Saved, it, saves lo- it saves time in the long run. Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Because, yes, maybe it doing sniffs for, let's say, 10 to 20 seconds. I don't know. It's a long time if you count it out. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you don't do that and you have to have three people hold them down... Mm-hmm. And know, if you're manhandling a dog, you're trashing his mental health. And I think that's something a vet should actually care about, mental health as well as physical health. So take your time with the puppies, and I understand practice is very busy, so okay, Sunday afternoons, have your practice open for puppies and uh, difficult to handle dogs because they're scared. And have them come in with no procedure. Yeah, no practice. procedure, they're just coming in to be petted and to get treats. Mm-hmm. It'll make it easier for you to do your job as a vet and make it easier on the dog. You know, I think the, it's like we, we were saying the other day that we think Hugo actually fakes sickness just so he can go to the vet because <laughs> he just, just teasing he loves it there. Uh-huh. But no, every time he gets to the vet, he acts as if nothing's wrong with him. Yeah. And he's happy, like, give me the treats, where are people? 
people come and, and that's the way it should love be. and attention that's and the way it should be. him and yeah. he thinks it's not so bad. So anyway, um, so the idea is we want to prepare the puppies, I guess we wrap up by saying, you know, do pet the puppies by pre preparing them for our apish ways, but then also try to give them choice and uh, teach them proactively what we'd like them to do and offer it themselves whenever possible. Yeah. And that it's quick and easy and lots of fun doing it in puppyhood, but if you don't, when that puppy's five months old, it'll take you forever and you will actually never repair the damage. And that starting bad. earlier is better, including oh, puppies yes. that are, what, one day, two days, two oh, weeks, four weeks? I would say three days old, give them a couple of days in this world to make sure they're here for the duration. And then, yep, neonatal handling up the wazoo. Up the wazoo? Up the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. that's it, eh? <laughs> Shut yeah. up, come on. I mean, lots of it, you know? Right. Yeah, that's... Uh, that wasn't literal, that was figurative. Got it. Yeah, the zoo is not an anatomical part. Yeah, that would be doodads or ghoulies. Well, yeah. on that note, so thank you everybody and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. bye.